Welcome to the Elevate the Vibe podcast, bringing you juicy combos with thought leaders discussing the wild world of parenting. In that industry where it's just like, it's cutthroat and like your reputation is everything. And if you leave and if you're not looking for a job, like you just have this like dark cloud over your head that like you're never gonna get hired again. Like all of that stuff gets just popped into your brain and it's simply just not true. That clip is from our guest of the show today, Amanda Soroka of Higher Selfish. But before we introduce Amanda to the Vibe Hive audience, I am your host of the Elevate the Vibe podcast, Katie Berlin. And sitting here across from me in our home office where we are recording this intro is my handsome hubby, Jason Berlin. Hey, hey, hey. What up, Vibe Hive? So yeah, first episode. Very stoked about the first episode. This is a long time in the making. You know, Katie for a while was hitting me up about this. I've been a very busy man and she has been too. Well, not a busy man, but you know, <laughs> she's been pretty busy herself. But this is something we've wanted to do for a long time. So excited to uh, be a part of the uh, fruition of it or the whatever we're going to call it. Not yeah. fruition. No, yes, it's coming to a fruition. So. Yes, Yeah, we're super excited that this is materializing and that we get to bring our listeners along for the journey and hopefully throughout the next few weeks, months, years, the value. Decades, yeah. Okay. Decades. Centuries. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) This is going to be a long one. (laughs) That we're bringing you some value that you can implement into your own life. I know that we went over a lot of this in the intro episode, but uh, yeah, we're here again just sharing our excitement for what's about to transpire. Now, who's our guest today, Shug? So today we have Amanda Soroka from Higher Selfish, and Amanda is a friend of both Jason and I. And the background story of how we all became friends is pretty interesting. So Jay, do you want to share that? Yeah, Amanda and I actually met on a show about the documenting the exciting life of Audrina Patridge from the hills. Well, wait, I think you need to back up and talk a little bit about what you do. Okay, uh, so I first met Amanda while I was assistant editing on the show Audrina. Um, So I was just, you know, in the doldrums of the post-production world. Uh, When she came into my life, she saw that I had this amazing Nelson poster in my office, which if you don't know Nelson, they're these extremely handsome twins from the early 90s. And it was just kind of a poster I had up as an icebreaker. Uh, And so she saw it up there and she knew immediately that I was cool. So we bonded. And then, uh, you know, later on, she actually was instrumental in helping me kind of move up the ranks in the uh, post-production world. And now I'm an editor of TV shows. And, uh, you know, I actually owe a lot of that to her. So I'm really stoked that she could join us for this. This is really amazing. It's kind of a full circle sort of thing, you know? It's like I was always on her shows and now she's on my show. So what up, Amanda (laughs) Soraka? Yeah, so pretty cool story with Amanda. Amanda was an executive producer on mainly reality TV shows, which she'll share more about her background within this episode and from the nature of the production and post-production process and being in that industry she realized after many years even though she had garnered quite a bit of success that 
that path just really wasn't connecting and answering some of her greater needs within life. And that is what led her to her current career where she has recently launched her entrepreneurial journey through the name Higher Selfish, which is where she is a breathwork and energy healing practitioner. And she's offering her services all over the city of LA and even throughout Orange County. And Jason and I have both had breath work and energy healing sessions with her. It's a life altering experience with some of her breath work classes. Like I've come out of there crying, sobbing, just cheering, and, and laughing. And you are not a crier. I no. think I've seen you cry maybe twice and we've been together for 13 years. Generally only physical harm makes me uh, start crying, you know, like a, some sort of a America's Funniest Home Videos sort of moment will make me tear up. Or I've never even seen you cry If I get kicked like in that. a certain area of my I've, self. I've never even seen you cry because I kick you there all the time. You do kick. I've been kicked in the nuts <laughs> multiple times, but this is a, another story for a different episode, I suppose. But anyways. Yeah, the breathwork sessions are typically hosted in a class setting where you may be in a classroom with even one other person all the way up to, I think one of the sessions that I took, there was maybe 15 to 20 people in the room. And then the energy healing sessions that we had were one-on-one. Yeah, I did an energy healing session with her too. And that was just mind boggling. She tapped into some areas of my subconscious mind that I hadn't tapped into in a long time. And it was very invigorating. And it was just such a cool process to just have a friend of yours go from that sort of like friend to like a almost like a, a leader of some sort of... Um, I don't know how to yeah, say it. Yeah, she's a it, healer. Like a healer. Yeah, she's exactly. Healer. And I always felt that vibe from her back in the day. She was a very nurturing sort of person. And I was like, you know, she's not your just general TV producer who's just trying to hustle and get all the work done. Like she seemed like she genuinely cared about me. And that's how I feel about her now. And especially her jumping into this new line of work. I'm very excited about it. And I think that it's a really big thing and it's going to be awesome for her. Yeah. So if you are not in LA or the OC area and you're interested in checking out more about Amanda within the show notes, we'll have links to her site where she does offer consultations. But uh, we also have a extra special little something from her where she did walk us through a meditation and within this episode and uh, we will put a special link to that in the show notes for you to check out so that if you're not someone local but you want to check out the benefit and what she has to offer you'll get that as well and that's through elevatethevibe.co is where you can find the show notes and links to all of our episodes. Well, without further ado, maybe we should just hear a little bit from the Amanda's mouth. All right, let's get into it. Elevate it up. All right, so welcome, Amanda. Thank yes, you. Thanks for being here. Amanda is our first official guest of the Elevate the Vibe podcast. So we are I'm very excited to have you here. So honored to be your first guest and so honored to be asked to be on your show so thank yeah. you yes, yes thanks no, for being here we're we're very excited <laughs> to have you mm-hmm. there is a lot we want to unpack because you have had a very colorful interesting path to where you have arrived today so cool. before we get into that aspect of what you're doing now can you just give the audience a little background on who you are sort of when you were a kid growing up Mm. your path and how you got here and yeah well okay um hello i'm amanda and 
I have a new company called Higher Selfish, and Katie helped me with the website. She's amazing. I've known her husband a really long time, Jason, because I worked in the TV industry, and he and I worked together. He was one of my editors on several of my shows. I grew up an only child in New York, and I had a lot of land, not land, but a lot of space outside to play with, and that's like really where I, f I found my groove, and like um, I didn't have any like friends in my neighborhood, and I just really enjoyed playing by myself and I had several imaginary friends and made my own little worlds and I, my, I had a cat that was like my jungle cat and I think you know knowing what I know now I was really connecting to my spirit guides at a very young age and I felt fully supported and fully nourished by um, the earth and just like laying in the grass that gave me like a lot of grounding energy like I felt very powerful at that that age um, I was and also, how old were you I was roughly? probably like four, five, six, seven, eight, very much a loner. I even remember being in first grade and um, refusing to wear the same shoe. Like I had to wear like, two, I mean, same kind of shoe, but they had to be two different shoes. And I also wanted to shave the top of my head and have a mullet and like, <laughs> like just stuff that like a kid, like I was, I just wanted to be like on the fringe, you know, like knowing that at a very young age for whatever reason. Um, I don't feel that way now. I mean, you know, there, there was, there's not that like drive to be like so different, but I think that I, I recognize that as a young child. And then, you know, you get older and you have to like align yourself with things and that like duality and be part of the group. And that I always felt really hard for me. Um, but yeah, I grew up dancing, doing a lot of like creative arts that way. And when it came to like what, I wanted to do with my career. I had no idea and high school wasn't very easy for me. I went to like three different high schools. I was kind of a, a wild cat. <laughs> Definitely got into drugs and alcohol at a young age. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I had very interesting, amazing upbringing. My parents are awesome. They took me traveling. I got to see a lot of the world, which was very helpful and gave me a passion for exploration and wanting to travel and take my kids to travel and I just I love that I had some early childhood trauma um, starting at age I would say kindergarten into first grade and then again when I was 12 years old um, sexual related trauma mm -hmm. and um, I didn't really get a chance to understand all that or really talk about that I think my parents did put me in some therapy it was with a babysitter so gross but mm -hmm. um but I think that had a lot to do with my rebelliousness in high school and um wow I don't even know where to keep going okay so then I went to college I went to Emerson College in uh in Boston and I studied film and I really got into that and I also did dance and comedy writing and had a lot of fun relationships, uh, not so fun relationships, <laughs> learned a lot and was a bike messenger and a bartender and then moved out to LA with a lot of my friends from college. They nice. did like a, yeah, like a, you could study and be an intern. So mm -hmm. I interned at Craig Kilborn 
Because oh. at this point, I thought I wanted to write jokes. And then I was like, I'm just going to write jokes. Yeah. I love what comedy. Is, what is Craig Kilborn? Craig Kilborn was... Person. It was... Yeah, it's a while. guy. Okay, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about for the audience here. What is... Who is... There you go. What is... <laughs> what is Craig Kilborn? <laughs> what is... Yeah, he, he is a man. He is a human. A man. <laughs> who... Um, let's see. He had a late... It's called The Late Late Show. And it was on after... Letterman? Letterman, maybe? yeah. It was on after yeah. Letterman. Okay. Yeah. And, um, was he the original host of The Daily Show, or am I wrong? I don't... I think yeah, he I think something he's like something. That. Yeah. Yeah, I should know this. Yeah, so. it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the studio was Television City, right in the middle of LA, and so it was like a perfect first-time job, because it was like, The Price is Right was over here, and like Days of Our Lives was over here, and I was like, in that space. And then like working on live TV was so cool, too, because it's just a very compelling it's an environment it's an <laughs> yeah. so it's a mile a minute mm-hmm. and um i just wanted to continue in the writing aspect in the writing sphere and it did that for a while and then there was a writer strike I think it was like 2005 or something six mm. i don't know a while ago yeah and then like it was really hard so i i did that show i did uh the first season of real time with bill maher i was like the front desk person nothing nothing exciting but then i got to be um the only female in the writer's department on the man show which was really cool oh that's pretty cool it was very cool and uh if the me too movement had happened then i I would have been rich (laughs) oh yeah i know this story there's so many stories (laughs) that's uh, that yeah the one i posted was like so then i didn't get a job for a while and somebody jill dickerson beautiful woman beautiful human being um brought me into uh she she's an executive at uh the own network actually i think she just left but um she brought me into a show called the playa on a station called upn oh and it was about a woman that lived in this mansion and had all these guys like you know to get her mm-hmm. win her she was the player the upn bachelor yes exactly <laughs> yeah it was like flavor of love oh, okay. with a woman nice <laughs> and um yeah i i was a story editor on that show we shot it in miami and that was like my first foray into storytelling in reality and then bringing it back to post and i had the vhs tapes and did like um paper scripts which people don't do anymore and i mm-hmm. fell in love with it i just loved being able to like collage out a story with footage and like really craft something that wasn't the original tell tale which is essentially what reality show has become and i really felt naturally connected to that and it was fun and i just kept going and going and that's where i got to meet jason and i've done so many fantastic projects and then i got married to a wonderful guy had two beautiful children and was working on basketball wives for a really long time very popular show basketball wives la and uh, it just, you know, it just started getting kind of lame. It just didn't feel good. The work was just too much work for what the show was, you know, yeah. like a lot of efforting for... And at this point, you were an executive producer mm-hmm. on that show. Yes. So you had been executive producing, show running for quite some time. Yes. So you really had to work your way to the top. Yeah. You're grinding. Right. You have a family. Mm-hmm. You sort of see what the top looks like. And at this point, you're thinking... I'm thinking... Maybe I need to transition. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually got a little push out the door because I had joined on to a project that uh, was 
really hard. It was a Bravo first season. And if anybody's familiar with the industry, first season shows are very difficult. And I took the job knowing that it was going to be hard, but I also was hesitant. I didn't want to do it, but I was kind of forced into it. Lovingly point, forced. Were you sort of feeling like that strong inner desire was calling you to step away yes. and try something else? It wasn't yeah. even so much the desire to step away and do something else. It was like, I am exhausted. I'm physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually exhausted. And I'm gripping the steering wheel every day going, how the hell am I going to get through this day? Because how old are your My children at this point? My kids are, okay, so at this point they're four and two. Yes. Yeah. Which, so if anybody has had children at four and two, that's already a whirlwind in itself yeah. and layering on the responsibilities of an executive producer on a big show and then moving to a first time show. Yeah. A a very, very hard and still running basketball wives at the same time. So it's like two big shows yeah. and, and the kids and they're not getting their mom. And so I think the pull is more guilt right now of mm. not being able to be there for my kids and then being more raised by my au pair and like my family members than me. And that sucks. Which is also something I want to talk about as the yeah. au pair as well. Yeah, yeah, so we sure. can get into that oh, sure. after we... Yeah. Yeah, I want to come yeah. back to that yeah. piece. So through all this, okay, we all go through our ups and downs in life. And like through my 20s and 30s, obviously, we all go through our life hurdles. And we, we look for, hopefully, look for healing and answers. And, and I would see various... Um, into, I went to an intuitive woman healer for a long time. She also did reflexology and it was like a very theta experience. And I'd go to see her like twice a month. Um, I'd see energy healers. I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen everybody in LA for all types of healing and they've all helped me in some way get clarity. So I use those people and healers as tools going through this experience, but I always felt a deeper connection to it because I wanted to do that too. There was something that made me, like I'd always host these full moon parties. Even though I didn't know what I was doing, I felt a connection to it. So, um, and I always wanted to have a spiritual practice and like a meditation practice because when I do meditate and when I do do yoga, there's just like this deep connection and I just need to do it every day, but never got a chance to. So long story short, ended up getting um, asked to leave the Mexican Dynasty show, which um, was really painful because I had a lot of, close friends of mine that we were all working together and they had to you know leave as well and it was a blow to my ego because as you said like you become this executive producer you know everything's lined up you do you know you feel like you're living the dream but was that my dream I don't know I don't think so right it's yeah uh, look in the mirror yeah and, uh, and sort of that hard nudge from the universe directing yes. you when deep down maybe you know that Mm-hmm. A transition is needed, mm-hmm. but you've put in so much time and so, so much energy much. and there's aspects of it that still call to you. Yes. And you're just like, I don't even know what the new direction is. So I'm going to keep on my successful path that right. sort of fills right. A through N, yeah. but then what about the rest of, you know, yes. O-Z, like You hit it. You hit it. You get sucked into the day-to-day grind of all of the nuances. Yes. It just steamrolls you. Yeah, especially in in that in our, that industry where it's just like it's cutthroat and like your reputation is everything and if you leave and if you're not looking for a job like you just have this like dark cloud over your head that like you're never going to get hired again. Yeah. Like all of that stuff gets just popped into your brain and it's simply just not true. Yeah. 
I mean, you can do anything at any age, any time in your life. And I now believe that. And I now feel that. But before I, I, you know, that's all ego. That's all story. That's all. So I had to like really deconstruct everything I knew to be true. Every, I wanted to just go in and just like take apart every aspect of my humanity and like rebuild it so that I could see with fresh eyes. And so that's kind of what I've done. So yeah, let's (laughs) unpack the services that you offer now. So give us a little background on Higher Selfish. Okay. Yeah, the the offerings that you have and what that looks like. Yeah, thank you. Um, I took that whole year, I took all of the end of 2018, end of October 2018 to figure out what the, who the hell I was. And then all of 2019, I just spent trying to get so close to myself to know what I could bring to people through healing in a very authentic way. And I didn't even know where to start. But I found breath work at the end of 2018, which blew me away. It was a practice that like physically gave me a lot of uh, feelings and emotionally brought up a lot of stuff. Like it was just such a quick healing modality that I knew I had to like explore that. And so for the audience mm-hmm. who may not know, yeah, give us a little info yeah. on breath work. Yeah, so breath work has been around for centuries in all different cultures. The breath is like the very first start of life you know our breath is like how we just live and so the belief system is if we're able to control it in a way to bring up to the surface what needs to come out and be processed then it can give us greater healing so the breath work i practice is a three-part circular breath work it's um i guess if you're gonna talk about western People, it's like the David Elliott, the practice of David Elliott, and stems from that. But I learned from an amazing woman um, named Rebecca Kordecki, who also teaches in LA and does teacher trainings all over the country. And she is a badass. She is so cool. I love her. Um, Shout out Rebecca. Yeah, Rebecca mm-hmm. Kordecki. Um, and uh, but there's all different types. There's holotropic breathwork, which stems from Stan Groff, who was a psychiatrist back in the 60s and 70s, who practiced. Um, who did a lot of LSD study and when LSD was obviously made illegal, him and his wife came up with this breathing technique to get you in a non-ordinary state, they Mm -hmm. call it. And, um, they would hold these big workshops and like, just get the most incredible findings and stories. And like a lot of rebirthing came through their, um, studies just really, I just got fully into like learning about all of this and my own practice has taught me, just so much about myself and about life and about communication and and other people and emotions. And the more I kept doing it, the more layers of armor I just saw and felt coming off and um, more of my true younger inner, inner child self being able to speak and release and just, it's just been amazing. So I knew that like I had a deep calling that I wanted to be able to bring this practice to more mainstream. I mean, a lot of people don't know about it and a lot of people are scared of it because of how big it can be, but it's all controllable. Um, you just have to find the right practitioner to work with. And, but it really just comes from you. You have to, you have to just like trust in yourself and know that whatever comes up in your session is whatever needs to be processed that day. And you're never going to get more than you can handle. And I love it too, because you can get off the ride by just switching to your nose breath because we do the breath through the open mouth. But if you switch to the nose breath, you can get off the ride. You're fine. 
Yay. Yeah, let's not like the, ayahuasca where you can't well, stop, yeah, you can't. right? That's, yeah, that's, yeah. I have heard, <clears throat> yeah. I have not experienced ayahuasca myself, but I, I have heard I. that there's many people that look to hallucinogenic yeah. or plant medicine options to get to this state. But mm-hmm. like you said, based on that earlier research that the breath actually can get you to those places, even some people say that they get there through meditation right yeah so that it it's a possibility if that is an area like if ayahuasca and mushrooms are a place that you're not ready for you don't feel like you want to go that you actually can experience great awakening great healing from the breath and I want to talk a little bit about the differences between breathing through the nose versus Mm -hmm. breathing through the mouth yeah what that does to your nervous system yeah. as well. Yeah. Because you mentioned it. So mm-hmm. I know that you activate different aspects of the nervous system yes. when you're channeling those breaths. Yes. So I want to talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah. It's so true what you just said too. It's like if you want to just, if you're going through something and you think that plant medicine is like the way to go and you just want to have some crazy experience, like no judgment, fully go for it. But breath work is something you might want to try first yeah. just to see <laughs> yeah. what comes up and, you know, but yeah, um, no judgment. And I think I will try plant medicine one day. Just not ready for I it. I know. I <laughs> want to try it too, but the thought to go to Peru or Brazil yeah, and yeah. have the entire experience, I'm like, I have a small child. Small child. I don't know if yeah. I'm ready for that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's yeah. local ones too. I mean, there's, it's all over. Okay, so when you breathe through the nose, um, it's just your body's used to that distribution of H2O and carbon dioxide, and it's just how we go about the day. But if you stop and just really breathe deeply in through your nose and through your chest, you don't realize like how little we breathe deeply. You know, like that's something we don't walk around doing. We don't like stop and breathe. Yeah. So when you stop and you start breathing through your mouth, I do it through the breath. I mean, through the stomach first, through the chest, and then out through the mouth. So you're bringing in a lot more carbon dioxide and that switches the brain into a different mode. I don't have the technical scientific terms. Sorry, guys. So, I, I, feel like, I feel like you caught me off guard here. No, I'm like, no, no, no. I'll, I'll add to it. I'll add to it. No, but you're speaking on it exactly as I would. Exactly. So when you're breathing through your mouth, so imagine if you're running mm-hmm. and a tiger's chasing you. Right. You're not thinking about breathing just through your nose. So yeah, you're surviving and not That's right. Eaten. So yes. you're activating your <laughs> fight, or fight or flight. flight. Yeah, your fight or mm-hmm. flight, your sympathetic nervous system. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then when you stop and you begin to breathe through your nose, which is what yes. the majority of us are used to breathing through our nose mm-hmm. every day, unless you're like me and you're congested right now. Yeah. But, <laughs> You activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is like your rest and digest. So like you were saying, you can quote unquote, get off the ride. Right. Mm -hmm. If it's too intense, we have that ability to make that switch so quickly. Yes. In Mm -hmm. that process. So an aspect that I'm so curious if you have done this. Yeah. Have you, since you've been in this practice, implemented this with your children and tried any sort of breath work? with them or meditation. I am so intrigued by this. I love you for asking. I think about it every single day. I have not. Yeah, they're um, still a little young. Yeah, the breath work I wouldn't do, do. with them okay. right now, but I do 
they go into modes of panic and freak out and, and, you know, having a toddler, it's constantly happening when they're overtired or hungry, as you know. So I, I hold his hands and I say, we're going to breathe and we're going to count to 10. One, take a deep breath. And you do yeah. through the nose. Two, and I so do it through it. the nose. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, it. that's a complete genius approach. It's just yeah. what all the mommy blogs tell you to do. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I haven't read it on that. a mommy blog. Really? So you are giving oh. me... Yeah. So yeah, you hold her hands, you look at their eyes, you just hold them really tight and you say, it's all, it's going to be okay. We just have to breathe and calm down and then we can talk about what you need. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, you're going to need it because he's going to start having those tantrums yeah. and you're going to be like, who are you? I mean, yeah. I think we're there. <laughs> yeah. I think we're it's about to start. Yeah, we're our, our babe is yeah. a little young. He's about a year and a half. So the, the conversational aspect of explaining something, there's the part that he gets that we're trying to calm him down and explain, but he doesn't quite comprehend everything yet. So our tactic right now is we bend down, we look him in the eyes Perfect. and we say like, hey, we're not going to do this right now. We can come back to do this later. Yeah. And he sort of is like, he like registers. Yeah. Okay, you respect me. I hear you. Yes, exactly. They just want that connection and they want to know that you're in control. Mm. They do. Mm. They need that because mm. because if they're like feeling out of control, you're the only one to get them into that that mode. I mean, mm. they're having these big emo- like their their emotional bodies are coming to life, right? So they need to know that like you're the safe space mm. and they might say horrible things to you and you can't let it get to you. You yeah. just have to say I know you feel that way. I still love you no matter what, mm-hmm. but but that's not how you really feel. You're just angry right now. So take a deep breath. We're gonna count to ten, and then keep doing it. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes they'll they'll keep screaming and throwing their hands up and kicking you and biting you and hitting you. And I and it might last for a while, but it will stop. You just have to stay, stay ninja calm. What a powerful <laughs> tool because something you just said it seems obvious, but almost like. My mind had a little, <laughs> yay! Like yeah. blew my mind at this little tidbit. In that act, not only are you keeping yourself as the safe space right. by implementing breathing, but you're doing the same for your child. Yeah. So then you're not only showing by example, yes. but you continue to maintain your calm and your cool. Yeah. They begin to maintain their yeah. calm and their mm-hmm. cool. You both have tools absolutely that can be implemented anywhere at anytime it's not like here's the timeout chair in this corner that you right. know with the hat and yeah or we take away this toy or you get a you know treat later or whatever right, it is right. it's the like reward system yeah right. it's just a connection com- it's a, but it's a tool that you can have that'll last a lifetime a lifetime mm-hmm. wow i literally yeah. i know it sounds so simple but i do have Aww, goosebumps I'm just so from happy. thinking about that yeah. like what an amazing Tool. I'm gonna use it with Jason. It works. I'm she needs hold. to use it with me. Yeah. Jason. I mean, we all need that. We all need to know that, like, we got we got For protection. Months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna hold him some tight and be like, breathe. I wanted a hug for so long and I, I didn't. It's so Here true. But I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I had to learn the hard way. Like, I. A lot of this work and the the want for me to do this work, and we'll talk about energy healing because it's exactly the opposite of what breath work is, and I offer both of those things. But the learning to be more grounded and be more or the need to be more grounded and be more present and connected is definitely because I'm a mother and because I want my kids to grow up with that connection and I did not have that when I was working it was literally like I'm home for 10 minutes you read a book you read a book go to bed 
Yeah. And if you're not going to bed, I'm going to lose my mind because I'm so freaking tired and I don't have the mental bandwidth to give you the love that you need. And so I would scream. I still do. I still scream. I still yell. I still have my moments. I'm not going to like sugarcoat any of the motherhood things and the fatherhood things. Like they happen. And it's just having that awareness now is just helping us all survive. Yeah. I mean, life in raising a small little person is a pendulum. It swings it's, both ways. It swings both ways. And they their job is to test us. Their yeah. job is to find the boundaries. They're yeah. looking for the boundaries. Yeah. So we just have to stay ninja. That's just my new mantra. <laughs> stay, just stay ninja. ninja. I'm just Hashtag like, I'm not going to let this little... Can I curse on this show? You can. This is, <laughs> we have an explicit rating. <laughs> I'm not going to let this motherfucker get me. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to be a ninja tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it really forces us to take a hard look at our habits. Like I it's notice so when I'm driving yeah. and I'm like, you know, the road In the road, yes. Yeah, the road up. I mean, living in LA, thing. we I have know. quite a bit of that. And uh-huh. I'm like, I don't want my child to think every time I step into the car that this behavior is acceptable. But like outside of the car, that is unacceptable. No. Right. In the car? No. You're so, absolutely, you just, yes. I mean, that's so true for me. I used to rage out. I mean, hope, not with my kids in the car, but I would go follow people if they bothered me. <laughs> By the way, I'm 5'2". Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Tiny like, white girl. I knew I recognized yeah. you from 2007 <laughs> before we, yeah. right? Why'd you honk at me? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I need yeah. closure. Like, I don't, and so now I'm so happy to be in a space where I don't feel the need to like have that reaction or retribution with people like yes. i'm just like god bless you have a great day and it's really much better being that space. yeah well i feel like once i moved to la and like i, I just had heard that everyone yeah. has guns i was like you know when i drive i'm not gonna honk <laughs> i'm not gonna turn on the brights i i might ride people a little bit if they're in the hov lane going under the speed limit yeah that's like my limit that's right just not there. okay it's not cool yeah but generally i try to give them a little bit more space you know i'm not trying to be like hey you know what the hell are you doing because you know i'm I know how quickly I have to duck, you know. To, to no, you're an excellent de-escalator of situations. Yeah, like, you're very thanks. calm. You're like you're like a yeah. human Valium. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's he's not as me <laughs> to be his wife. Oh, you guys have such a yeah, nice energy, we, and I just love you too. Yang a little I love bit, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good compliments for each other. Amazing compliments, and you make amazing babies too. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> one, one down. Okay, so I do want to talk about the energy healing yes. piece as well. So I personally have had an energy session mm-hmm. with you, and it was. Amazing. Jason's actually had a breathwork session mm, with yes. you. So yes. We've had both the gamut. sides of that. Mm-hmm. But I'd love for you to talk yeah. about that process, what that looks like for someone. Yeah, I kept... So the den is a is a big uh, meditation space. There's a bunch of them in LA. I think there's three or four locations. And actually built by a woman that used to work in the industry as well. Nice. So I kept going to tons of classes at the den and, and whatever offerings they had. And this one intuitive healing just kept coming up as a course. Intuitive healing. I just kept seeing it and I'm like, God, I really want to know what that's about. So I just kind of took the plunge. It's once a week. And I started going to this class where you basically learn energy healing. And... It was phenomenal. And the teacher's name is Catherine Schiff. She's the teacher of Psy, the... Okay. Psy stands for School of Greater Intuitive Healing. <laughs> I thought you were to say she taught Psy, no. like the artist. Yeah, I was like, like oh, no. the Korean pop star. Yeah, That's I was awesome. like, she was his teacher? Like, okay. he, did he need it to be taught? Like, what's I was the... like, wow, this just 
been interesting. Yeah, I can't wow. wait to get into this. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, no. She came up with SI, which stands for School of Greater Intuitive Healing. Right. And you sigh a lot when you're like releasing. Like that's, mm. ah, it's all part of it. So that um, system of healing is through meditation. It's through using the sixth chakra or intuitive space. And it... Um, is very parasympathetic. It is very calming. It is very relaxing. So it's it's shutting down the body's physical response and focusing just on this place so that you can read the energy coming off of people's space. You can get symbols. You can tap into different things. And um, I know it sounds crazy and psychic work and people don't believe it, but it, we do all have energy coming off of our bodies. We do have energy centers that are releasing mm-hmm. and, and contracting. I mean, we are just... Sponges absorbing, but we're also giving off. That's I mean, why when you're with somebody that maybe is giving off a lot of energy, you might feel physically a little weird. And that's just because you're vibing off of what they're bringing out. One also for anyone that doubts it. Right. How do you feel when you walk into nature versus oh, yeah. how do you feel when you're in a crazy exactly. concrete jungle? Yes. It, I mean, that's simple. That's really the, a simplistic that's the indicator, way. yeah. I mean, you tapped into that when you were a child. Yeah. And you felt that power. Yeah, I but mean, outside, yeah. you see the ocean deep in a forest, what, how do you feel? Exactly. It's just a vibrational, it's a vibrational shift. And so the earth holds vibrational centers and, you know, forest, nature, grass, I mean, anything that you connect to nature with will just raise your vibration. And so we're all trying to hopefully raise our vibrations. Because we're trying to elevate the vibe. Trying to Bring elevate our vibe, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, name of the podcast. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, those two tools have just been really a good mix for me. And I love to help people see new, see through new eyes, have a different perspective shift, pick up on things that maybe they haven't felt or been able to see and give it a name. And yeah, it's just, it's been a fantastic year, you know? And it's also like slowed me down in a way where when things come my way, I don't have to go to the old emotional attachment or story or reaction. That's been like the most incredible thing. It's helped my marriage. It's helped my relationship with all my friends, my family. You're able to see like who needs to be in your life and who doesn't. It's just so simple. So, and I've called in such great energies and like our connection and mm-hmm. my connection with you. It's just, it's just, I'm just so grateful. And that's the other thing too, is a gratitude mm-hmm. practice. Like I've really, that's shifted everything is waking up grateful for something, going to bed grateful for something. And Do you have like a morning routine and an evening routine yeah, that you typically implement? Yeah, I do a lot of, I mean, the morning is tough because the kids are in my face at six and then I got to go, go, go. So the morning, the second I wake up, even if there's kids on me, I stop for a minute and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so grateful to be alive. Why am I grateful to be alive? I have this amazing husband right here. I got these amazing kids. Look where I live. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I mean, God, whoever you want to call it, the right. universe. I'm just thanking something. Like, please let me continue to give and serve. Help me give and serve in the right way so that I can continue this, you know, grateful, abundant life and thank you. And so at night, I typically take a bath and then I do the same thing in the bath. 
which <laughs> I have been to Amanda's home. Not only does she have a beautiful home with Aww. a beautiful yard, but in her Thank bathroom, you. she has giant, amazing crystals. Oh, which nice. Which gifts. Yeah. Stunning. Like Spencer Thank you. style? I got a huge, what are those Pratt? huge? <laughs> yeah, Spencer Pratt style. Pratt daddy shout out. Yeah. yeah. God, he's amazing. But my husband uh, calls it the cock rock. It's like this huge <laughs> geode, and it was a gift from my Aunt Christine. It was an amethyst. It's an amethyst. Amethyst geode, right? yeah, with yeah. citrine inside, so it's an ametrine. Oh, right. Yeah, it's very Whoa. pretty. Thank you. Something that I took away that I think is amazing is the breath work yes. option yes. with children and how to implement that. And yes. not only you. is it a tool for us, but a tool that we could utilize with our child and our children. Yeah. And regardless of their age, that could be something that they tap into. And as they get older, adding a meditation piece mm-hmm. to that could mm-hmm. be an amazing Absolutely. addition as well. Any other big takeaways for the audience? When you elevate your vibration and let the things that just aren't really you, that aren't part of your authentic self, things that you keep like putting a mask on for, whether it's your job or friendships you think you want to keep or relationships you think you need, like really just being able to stop and think about who you are inside, what you, what makes you, you and if you're pushing to be something that you are not, it's probably not going to work out in your favor. <laughs> That's like my goal is to help people like discover who that true inner child person is and call that person up more. Because I think that we now live in a society that's just so congested with distraction, with illusion, with noise, and we're told to be and look and have to do something else than what our heart tells us to do right and that's another good lesson for children too is that like we need to just be raising our kids to breathe and take a minute and figure out who they are inside and keep calling into themselves and loving themselves that self-love aspect that self-love piece is everything because if you're not happy right here in your own heart and what you're giving out to the world is not going to be it's not going to be full it's not going to be vibrant it's going to be some, something else, and it's always going to feel inauthentic. I feel like our generation is becoming more aware of that. I hope so. I, I feel hope, like I we feel are. Like, I feel like I mean, that, too. I mean, there is, of course, the social culture of right. sort of posting your highlight reel for everyone to right. see. Right. But I think, I think we're sort of getting back to that. I'm curious to see what it will look like for our children's generation. But I think we're coming back to experiences more so than, than Fake. quote unquote things. Right. Like filling yourself up with external things. Yes. I right. think we're starting to see that that doesn't quite work. I don't know if it's, if it's our age or if it's our generation, but. Yeah. I think we are the generation of light workers. I, I really do. I yes. think like we're the ones to say, okay, this is all bullshit. All this, yeah. no offense to Kardashians, but we don't need to be modeling after them or just being right? ourselves like yes let them live exactly their lives. yes like but do you yeah like let us if you're inspired by them great take a piece of whatever that is and mix it into what you you what you have going on already exactly yes. yeah i mean mad respect for anyone that builds brands and builds Fully. businesses like if you even if as a case study if you look at kylie's process yeah how many makeup lines are there in the world and then she starts when it becomes the youngest billionaire yeah like, yeah 
she had to have strong support to say, this is something you can implement. This is something Absolutely. you can do. And, and it's... Yes. And that's another thing is that the world is abundant and we can yes. call in what we want. I think the universe it wants us, it conspires in our favor. Like it wants us to rise. It wants us to get the dreams accomplished that we want to accomplish. So holding ourselves back with limited belief systems or I can't or I shouldn't or because of this and that, it's just not worth it. Because if you call in what you really truly desire and you work towards that goal that is authentically yours, you're hopefully going to get what you need because the universe wants to give you that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Where can everyone find you? My Instagram is at higher underscore self underscore ish. And my webpage is higherselfish.co. Higherselfish.co because .com was taken. (laughs) By someone... Ooh. We're dropping what we <laughs> we're dropping what we don't need in this lifetime, and we don't need the M. Okay? We don't need that M. Okay, yeah. that co is enough for me. Yes, yes. Um, you can email me at higherselfish one at gmail dot com, and you also have classes that you teach yes. around the LAOC mm-hmm. area. That's true. So um, in April uh, coming up, I will be doing a breathwork vision board workshop uh, at a store called Jenny Kane. And that is in Laguna Beach. And I teach every Tuesday night at Wellborn Lifestyles, which is in Sherman Oaks. And uh, Tuesday at 7.30 is my Breathwork and Beyond class. It's a pretty it's an amazing class. Pretty great. Thank you. Well, awesome. Amanda, thank you for coming on thank as our first guest. for having yes. me. It Preach. was amazing. Yes, we loved you. it. And maybe we'll have you back. We can talk about all pair. Oh, and, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We didn't no, get to I that. No, I want to get into yeah. that. We'll need, yeah. part, we'll need a part two. Yeah, sure. we might. We'll do a part two. I'd love to give you a part two. All right. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right. Bye. Hey there, Vibe Hive babes. If this podcast has brought you any value, please rate and review on your favorite listening platform. And if you're feeling really generous, share with a friend. Visit us at elevatethevibe.co for show notes on this episode and previous episodes. This podcast is intended to educate, entertain, and inspire. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider with any questions you may have. And as always, thank you for joining us to Elevate the Vibe.